Hi, and welcome to this audio edition of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. On this program, we discuss polygamy and Mormon fundamentalism from a biblical Christian perspective. We talk about the history of polygamy, its modern-day fruit, share stories from people who have escaped polygamy, and talk about current events relating to polygamy. You can learn more about the video edition of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. And now, here's Doris. Welcome to our show tonight. I am Doris Hansen, your host, and this is Polygamy. What love is this? And we do hope that you enjoy the discussion that we have planned for tonight. As many of you may remember, we had talked about today being the day that the United States District Court um, Judge Clark Wadoops was going to make a decision on whether or not to uphold Utah's bigamy laws. And of course, at 3.30 this afternoon, the court met. And after arguments were presented, the judge went into recess and he did not make the decision. We don't know if it's going to be a few days or weeks or months before his decision is handed down, which gives us plenty of time to continue to pray that God would give wisdom to this judge. The Judge Bauman in Canada of British Columbia came to a very wise decision uh, a little over a year ago um, because he uh, considered that polygamy should remain illegal in the country of Canada because of its inherent and proven nature of abusiveness to women and children. Judge Bauman ruled that keeping polygamy as an illegal practice is constitutional in Canada because polygamy is an antisocial act that harms all of society, and I quote, he said, it contravenes the equality rights of women, it harms their children psychologically and impoverishes them, and creates a dangerous social situation whereby it sets men against each other in the quest for a wife and family of their own. Since nature has not provided even two women for one man, male polygamists therefore rob their brothers." End quote. Local polygamists are seeking to determine if polygamy, uh, that polygamy should be decriminalized. Decriminalizing polygamy is not legalizing it, and we're going to talk some about that tonight. And there's a huge difference between the two. And for that discussion, we have two very special guests that we are going to discuss several issues of this legalizing or decriminalizing polygamy. Both of our ladies are from the All Red Polygamy Group, and both have been previous guests on our show. We're going to uh, discuss the dangers of decriminalizing polygamy. Uh, our viewers are welcome to call in and ask your questions or make your comments. Uh, halfway through the show, we'll open up the telephone lines, but we ask you to remain on topic. Uh, don't call in with any other topic because this is a very important discussion we're having and we do want to keep it on topic. So let me introduce our guest. First uh, guest is Rebecca Kimball. She was raised in the All Red Polygamy Group. She was a former guest on our show July 7th of 2011 when she told her story of growing up in polygamy. She is now active in pursuing and creating every media opportunity to reveal polygamy for what it truly is. If you'd like to watch your interview, you can go to our website, whatloveisthis.tv, and you can click on July 7th, 2011, episode number 4.25, and you'll be able to see the entire interview we had with Rebecca when she was on our show. And so I would like to introduce again and welcome Rebecca Kimball. 
Thank you. Thank you for coming and for being willing to share and, and, and be part of our discussion. I'm very glad to be here. And uh, barely a couple of months ago, our guest, uh, uh, Kristen Decker, was also here on the show, and she also told her story of life in polygamy, as told in her book that she has written, and the book is entitled 50 Years in Polygamy, uh, Big Secrets and Little White Lies. I think it's there on the screen. Uh, we talked a lot about her life in polygamy and about that book while she was on the show. She's also from the All Red Polygamy Group, and you can watch her interview on our website, whatloveisthis.com. TV, November 1st, 2012, and that is episode number 5.41. What love is this.tv, and just click on previous episodes. And I would like to introduce uh, to you and welcome Kristen Decker. Hi, Doris. Thank you, Good Kristen, for coming. You yeah. two ladies are amazing, and it's a joy to have you here together at the same time. You've come in from California, so you've got quite a ways that you've come from, and you yeah. came from New Harmony. From New Harmony, mm -hmm. so it, you had a few miles of your own to drive. Not as many as you. <laughs> Well, today's court decision is something we were kind of looking forward to maybe a decision, and it didn't happen. You were there. Right. We were unable to be there, but you were. And were you disappointed with what happened? I or? was quite disappointed. I had hoped that there would be an opportunity to present actual cases and witnesses and so forth, and, and we knew there wouldn't be, but mm -hmm. I was hoping that that would happen. And it was discouraging because we that were anti-polygamy and believe, you know, that it shouldn't be decriminalized. We're discouraged because we felt that it, that the judge that represent, excuse me, the attorney that represented Utah wasn't really prepared like we had hoped he would be. Mm, so things, the judge asked a lot of questions and there was a lot of, like, it's like debating things and then it would, cut it down and cut it down and cut it down mm. and I'm going down. <laughs> it's like, wait, wait, just let me speak. Let me talk. Yeah. And I really did want to stand up and it's a good thing I didn't because I didn't know you can. I was like, hold my hand up. Uh, uh, but I could tell you. Just let me yes, tell you. Yes. So it was very challenging to be there and not have them, the judge know and hear reality, you know, have yeah. the, the proof. And the, that's what he kept asking reality. for. Yeah. He wanted the proof. The proof. And That's it's like, important, wait, it? wait, we're here, we're here. There's several of us. There's several groups here. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, now last night you had a meeting, kind of, um, of an initial meeting of a new coalition that, that you, uh, it's kind of your brainchild and, and you are right. going to be the, the leader of the, this coalition. Would you explain to our viewers what this is and how anyone could help if they desire? What happened is I wanted to um, have a coalition that would stand up and speak out against polygamy because it hasn't been done in a long, long time. And I wanted to have people who would represent those who are victims in polygamy, and that just doesn't happen enough. There's not enough people showing up at court. There's not enough people who are, are, who are really there. And a lot of that, I know, is because I have friends and family, and it took me a lot of courage to dare. Even now, I know I'm breaking my family's hearts. It's hurting people I love. And I know that they love me, but it's something that needs to be said and needs to be done. And there was the, excuse me, uh, principal voices. And they are always there in favor of polygamy, why it's good, why it works, why this, why that. And I felt like Sound Choices needs to be outspoken and say why it isn't good, why it doesn't work, why it's inherently mm -hmm bad mm -hmm. for children and women and men 
many men suffer in this as well. They become victims as well, that's true. Right. Men do. And the thing is, it isn't a choice, and that's why I chose the word sound choices. Most of the time, polygamy, we're indoctrinated from the time we're babies, through, from the minute we're born, mm -hmm. that this is what you have to do. You have to be... Uh, submissive, you have to live this law, you have to give your husband other wives, and if they're a man, you're going to have other wives, you have that right, mm -hmm. you're going to be the leader, you're going to be the one who's high and mighty, take them to heaven. And it's very um, inadequate, it's just not equal, it's not equal rights right. in any Absolutely. way. And there's Absolutely. a lot of abuse, it's more so, I would honestly say that from my own experiences, my own witnessing, my own life, my own seeing relatives everywhere, that it is more abusive than it is good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It is. Now, we don't have um, any graphics to put on the screen, but perhaps you could give our viewers a website or, or maybe something they could oh, go to you. to more information about this. We're just this. barely getting that up, the uh -huh. Sound Choices. It's going to be right now at sound-choices. Dot com and we're putting more and more information on there. You can sign up as mm -hmm. a petition mm -hmm. on there. We have not that it will do any good, but that's our voice. <laughs> and Sound-choices.com. Okay. And you can read the press release that we put out today. And I believe the paper did a real good mm -hmm. job of of rewording that. Mm -hmm. And if you want the exact words, it's there too. Well, let's talk now about the difference between some of our viewers may not understand, and maybe even polygamous viewers may not understand the difference between decriminalization of polygamy, keeping it the way it is, or legalizing it. So uh, it is the, the, the uh, pro-polygamous ambition to decriminalize polygamy. What's the difference and what's the danger? The difference is that if it is decriminalized, it's no longer a, a criminal offense, so there's no consequences for it. If it's legalized, the men would have to be financially and morally and educationally, health-wise and every other way, responsible for the wives and children that belong to them. They don't want to legalize it. That's not what they want. They just want it not to be a criminal offense. So they can go ahead and live like they're living without the responsibility, the legal responsibility of what they're undertaking. I don't believe this has anything to do at all with right of choice, like they pretend that it's like gay marriage and whatnot. And it has everything to do with escape from responsibility for their own behavior. Sure, a woman can file a paternity suit against a polygamous man, but she can't collect because he's got so many children, by the time she's through, it's not worth the paperwork it costs to get there. Plus the fact that most polygamous men have their money, if they have any, or their property, deeded over in another entity, a corporation, a business, a ranch. Or into that, the United Order. Anything that cannot be touched. Those women cannot access that right, money. Right. There is no way to force them. Now, Texas has broken that little chain. <laughs> Texas has stepped up and called court cases up and really acted and taken away some of the monetary kingdoms of these men and dispersed it back to the people that they victimized to build it to start with. Utah sees that. Utah is afraid somebody might follow Texas and they might have to be responsible. 
And they might be held legally responsible for all of their wives and all of their children to support them. Is that what you're saying? I'm saying is that, that the difference ex between I'm saying exactly that's what it is. You see, polygamists, all polygamists, blame Abraham, King David, early Mormonism, even a church they admit they don't belong to, <laughs> for what they are currently doing today, mm -hmm. what they are doing. This act of decriminalizing polygamy foists the responsibility onto the wives and children where it already goes. Where, where it's already at. Where it's already at. And even if the guy works his heart out, he cannot support that big of a family. Right. So it's to the wives and the children and the government funds and anybody mm -hmm. and everybody except the men creating the problem. It's no longer, no longer illegal. It's no, it becomes it's no longer decri it's decriminalized. Well, it's, it's no it's longer still, a, it's, it's no longer still a felony, isn't it? But they just won't um, they just won't prosecute it. Is They're that not the prosecuting it now. Do you, do you have a? They haven't prosecuted no. the polygamy in a long, long time, and. The only time that I'm aware of that it's prosecuted at all is when they're charged with the bigamy charges, if there is another charge. And I understand, and I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know the facts, but I understand that even for Mark Shirtliff to say, or the others to say, that they won't charge polygamists for polygamy anymore, mm -hmm. only if there's something is illegal without a vote from the people. I'm checking into that, but that's what I was told by somebody who does do some research. And that decision in itself is decriminalizing it, it isn't is, it? and it has been for a long time. They've not done anything for, I mean, a little bit here and there to uh, to the people that women and children that need the help right now, right this minute today, in this last week, we've had a judge that send children back to That's right. polygamous mm -hmm. families Down that are Arizona. raising them they and did. telling them they have to grow up and be polygamous wives. And and then they're sending young boys back to fam as foster care foster children, care where they're going to be told that they will grow up to have many wives and continue to mm -hmm. propagate this abuse and these things. Mm -hmm. And even the home that the boys were sent back to, the man had been charged a couple times for other thing issues, and I don't know exactly what those are. I wanted to have time and didn't get time. So there's but a it's just. I think there's too many years of covering your eyes and shutting, blinding, yeah. you know, letting it, things go on and on and on. And, and I'm concerned, I'm really concerned that we have a judge who's going to do that again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and not I, I protect. I share your concern. I I'm share sorry. Your concern. No, yeah, no. There's another misnomer here, mm -hmm. and that is the idea that this is being done so people can have freedom of choice of right. their sexual partners. Yeah, that's what the that's basis the last life. thing that a polygamist wants for his family, <laughs> for himself. He, for, him for himself, he yes, needs the, all the sexual partners he can get are going to take him into heaven and make him a god. And if she behaved the way he behaves, it would take her to hell and destroy her. And that is mm -hmm. just. That, he doesn't want justice. He wants irresponsibility. Well, okay, let's talk about human rights and inequality in polygamy and in polygamy groups. What what are the primary violation against individual and equal rights in a polygamy environment? And is it possible to have equal rights in a polygamy environment? No. Hmm. I think short that, and sweet. <laughs> I think that it's huge. Yeah, you could you could say no, absolutely no, and and in the the very bottom line is no right. because the man still has the final say, and a lot of 
women are bossy, and I've seen families where the woman truly seems to run the house. Well, there is but a pecking order in the wives. You bet, you bet. And but it, oh yeah, <laughs> I've seen that a lot. <laughs> but the bottom line is still the man's say, and he's the one who's going to decide, you know, whether his wives get to heaven or not. And you still have to go through that hierarchy of a man to get you there. And so it, it that's not equal. But then the other inequalities. There's so many. Um, in the first place, I like I was saying before, I don't believe it's a choice. Polygamy, that is, uh, that you're born and raised in and told that you have to do it or you're going to hell, is not a choice. I said today earlier to many people that when I married at 17 years old, I thought I had a choice, but my choice was only as big as my freedom was. It was two choices: mm -hmm. I either marry and let my husband marry another wife, mm -hmm. or. Um, or I go to hell. I mean, I know that. I've been raised that. And don't you tell me I'm wrong. You know, it's That's like, exactly this is, right. And I know I have to do this. So how is that choice? My choices That's were this big. Yeah. This big. It's and then when he married, choice. and I, and they, the marriage vow says, um, do you willingly give your husband this wife for time and all eternity? And you take that hand and you put it in your husband's hand and my and I talked to another girl today who said the very same thing and we started getting emotional and your heart and your gut and you're ready to throw up and you're saying yes because you know you have to or you're going to go to hell and mm -hmm. people call this choice yeah. mm -hmm. and, and, they, and then they and want they freedom and righteous. It, they want the freedom to stay in slavery is that what I'm saying you know I want to just go what are you doing you want freedom so you can stay in misery you're you asking know, the judge to give you freedom to stay to in bondage to be in bondage and you know I'd like to say right here that, yeah. that God is interested in freedom of all human beings not just women not just men but all human beings and in 1 Corinthians 7, 2, it says, Each man should have his own wife, and each woman should have her own husband. He's saying right there that he wants the freedom of, of monogamy in a marriage. And in polygamy, and you ladies would know this. I know I didn't live polygamy, but my mother did. I was raised in a polygamist home. But you girls both practice polygamy. You know that in a polygamy situation, someone always is the loser. No matter mm -hmm. what decision it is, no matter what happens, who gets watered, who doesn't get to go, someone loses. You lose your identity. You never get, yeah. you, you never, everyone cannot mm -hmm. be a winner. When when the man goes to, to choose to spend a night with one wife, the other wives lose, right? Mm -hmm. They lose his friendship, his companionship for that night. Doris, if these men had one wife, and it's the only wife they could ever have, and they had to lay in the room next and find her taking a different lover every time she wanted to have somebody else. They would instantly know that polygamy is abuse. Yes, they would complain they loud would and know. clear, wouldn't yes, they? Yes, if they it would. was their way around, they would know mm -hmm. They would that never abuse, tolerate right? what they demand of their women. Uh, Cody Brown in one of the shows of Sister Wives was... Uh, uh, when he was first introduced, he made the remark that love should be multiplied. And so that's what he's done, you know, and then he embraces his family and all of his wives. But is that multiplied love or is that divided, it divides, fragmented? It divides. The minute my husband married my sister, wife, my cousin, our marriage was never the same. It wasn't, it, was, it didn't multiply his love, it was severed. I it mean, destroys, doesn't not it? Not that he didn't love me, and that not that he loved me any less, but the time and, and his ability to show me that love, it, 
It might be in his heart, but then there's going to be another, and then there's going to be more children, and that love has to be divided. It can't be shown. Consider the time and the energy and the money it takes to provide for small families, let mm -hmm. alone other ones. Yeah. There's men and women who tell me all the time they can barely get time with three children and spend time and quality yes. and love them and be yes. with them and give them the attention they need. How can they possibly say? Not to say that we didn't love our siblings. I did. I loved mine dearly. They were my friends. Mm -hmm. But... That be, that's what you grow up with, the neighborhood friends, and that we love them. But where were our parents? Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I honestly don't remember my dad taking me in his arms or hugging me maybe once a month, if that. And as we got older, I, he didn't even know who I was anymore. I didn't even get hugs right. from either parent. Yeah, and my mom was working, and I don't... I'm, then, well, that's a whole nother yeah. story. <laughs> There's a, yeah. a lot of stories we could tell here. You yeah. know, I want to quote right now from uh, Joe Darger's book, A Love Times Three, on page 199. And it's just something that I wanted to bring into our conversation. And, and I mm -hmm. quote, he said, if I try, he's got three wives, by the way. He said, if I tried to fix and take care of every need, and he's talking about the needs of his wives, whether it was physical or emotional, there would be no end to the work, and I would be little more than a pack horse. The best thing I can do is listen to each of them and then let them work it out. The minute I take on their emotional baggage, I enter a no-win situation that leads only to dependency. And then he went on to say that each wife was required to take responsibility of meeting their own material and emotional needs. Now, this is not equality, and this certainly isn't what God designed marriage to be. His needs were always met. But uh, but the, the needs of his wives were more than he could handle, and he just will not, con he considers their needs baggage, and he mm -hmm. refuses to deal with them. That's not what a marriage relationship is supposed to be, is Do it? Do you know what, Doris, I think that, that men, that that's my brother, excuse me, that my brother, it's, I, I'm not justifying Joe, but in order for a lot of men to deal with that, the women issues, I'm, how many men would say, I can hardly deal with what I've got with my wife with and making wife. our relationship and being there for her emotionally and everything else? Mm -hmm. So men, like Joe, they, they just, just shut off. Mm -hmm. That's it. Okay, mm -hmm. you deal with it. I can't deal with it. All I right. felt that for my husband. And that's what he just said. He can't I felt that. It. It's like they, were, they have empathy for so long, and after a while it's like, late. You know, I mean, it's like enough, enough. I can't deal with this. But in monogamy, so, you get the fullness of of the relationship with your husband yeah. and the husband with the wife, and, and you working can work it, it out together. Because yeah. Women in polygamy are taught. We were all taught that our psychological and emotional needs were weaknesses to overcome. We weren't right. entitled to them. Mm -hmm. Right. That's and right. blind obedience. You don't have a right to have hurt feelings. You don't have a right to be angry to be or jealous. You don't have a right mm -hmm. to jealousy. But he can destroy you for his jealousy and, you know, use God as a big stick, the biggest oh, yeah. stick you can they get did. to beat they, you with. They did. That, that's the, the tough part of it all is what they do. Uh, because when, when, when they, they, Mormon polygamy is the only polygamy that says God commands it or you go to hell. There's polygamy all over the world, but none of them use it as a religious issue where you'll go to hell if you don't do it. It's cultural or, you know, it's bound in, in years and years of culture, but not religiously like the polygamy here is. The polygamy here in the claiming and blaming Mormonism demands of us women that we sacrifice our minds, our bodies, our emotions, our hopes, and our dreams 
And if we don't do it, we will sacrifice our soul. Mm -hmm. And that is called a choice. That's a mockery. That's not, that's mm -hmm. not a choice. Freedom of religion has never and will never be an excuse viable to violate human well, rights. Well, you know, the, the Supreme Court has already met regarding polygamy in... Um, we Canada? About, in, no, oh. in... Um, oh, it's the early, the early case in, in America uh, with, with the Mormons. I can't remember. It slipped my mind right now. Who, but they, the Reynolds case, yeah. um, where the judge said, you do have a right to believe however you want. You do have the right of religion. You can believe however you want. But we do have the right to reg, reg, uh, regulate behavior in religion. And that's where polygamy came in, and then and they kept polygamy illegal at that time too. The Supreme Court's already already made the choice right. back then. I think that the thing that's happening right now and what happened in court today was they brought up all these cases that had happened many times over, and are they in times with? You know how things progress and things change and is this with the times and is this okay and that was way back then and is that still appropriate and they went through every little thing hmm. that was brought up the old cases the new ones the in-between ones and what about this and what about and of course I don't understand the legal ter terminology and this issue and this statute and this and this and this and they went through every little thing about what makes his uh, Cody Brown's uh, proposition okay and what makes it not okay and what pol makes polygamy not wrong and so forth mm -hmm. and basically how it looks like is Cody's asking for his rights outside of polygamy to sleep with women and not use necessarily the law of plural marriage and I think that that's the basic thing that they're mm -hmm. going to get away with is that there is laws that say privacy to, to sleep with whoever you want or have this mm -hmm. privacy behind bedrooms so therefore and I'm not positive, but that's the way it sounded to all of us that it was going, that that's, they're coming from that take oh, on it rather than the judge kept saying, well, what does that have to do with polygamy? What does that have to do with? Well, there's a lot of men who sleep with other women and, they, and have kids and babies. Are we going to go after everybody? You know, this was the argument throughout and going on wow. back and forth. Wow. But freedom of choice never gives a person and that, the right the right to create responsibility and spawn children and leave them for somebody else to raise in the name of freedom of choice, and that's what they're doing. Well, they're um, they're, they're certainly misappropriate. Uh, misappro <laughs> I can't talk tonight. They're 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 using the wrong word for what this is because it isn't freedom he of choice. He tried to explain it's not civil rights. That's where Jerry Jensen tried really hard, even though I didn't feel like he was legally prepared with the things that he needed to come up with. He tried really hard to say, this is what we're talking about, and we want you to understand that this isn't a choice. And, and actually, he didn't get to use those words or even have those words, and, that, and that's where I wanted, like, ah, let me talk, you know. <laughs> but, but he, that is basically what he kept trying to say. We know, we've done the studies, we see the inherent abuse, and we, he just kept trying to say mm -hmm. that, but he, the problem was he didn't have it in legal terminology, didn't ha hadn't oh. handed in the paperwork, he hadn't handed in the witness, oh, hadn't handed dear. in so he my testimony, prepared. everybody's, yeah, That's and so that, it is sad because 
we left, you know, feeling quite down about it, hoping that something happens to change well, or that we have another opportunity. We may get another day in court. We hope to so. make a change, yeah. make some wit to have that happen. The paperwork, the witnesses, uh -huh. the like Canada did. Like Canada did. They did they the research and they took the, and they did the study, and that's mm -hmm. what I wish Utah would do. And maybe they I will. wish that they wouldn't just you know go on something like this. Yeah. Well, it's uh, eight thirty, and we need to take a break and open up our telephone lines. And we invite our viewers to call in your questions or your comments regarding this very interesting and timely subject of polygamy. Should it be legalized, decriminalized, or kept the way it is? You can call in 801-973-TV20, 801-973-8820. Please stay on topic because this is something that we really want to talk and give our full time to. And while we're waiting for the phone calls to come in, we have a message to share with you. You are watching Polygamy, What Love Is This? Broadcasting live from Salt Lake City, Utah. This program is the broadcast outreach of A Shield and Refuge Ministry. Shield and Refuge is a point of first contact for Mormon fundamentalists who question the doctrines of the religion or who are actively seeking for an opportunity to escape the polygamist lifestyle. Examining the claims of fundamentalist doctrine against the backdrop of biblical truth is central to our efforts. We invite you to contact us. Call toll-free at 877-425-9993 or email us at tv at aboutpolygamy.com. We want you to know that we have made available to you some outstanding resources free of charge. You will find them at our website, www.whatloveisthis.tv. There you will find the DVD, Lifting the Veil of Polygamy, which documents the real-life stories told firsthand of those who were lifted out of the culture of polygamy through the power and love of Jesus Christ. Also, free of charge to you, is the booklet, Is Polygamy Biblical? It explores plural marriage in the context of God's Word and answers questions like, Did God ever command polygamy? Is it part of God's plan? While you are at our website, Make sure to take advantage of the archived episodes of this program, which can stream on demand directly to your computer. There are more than 100 shows to choose from. And if someone you know is unable to view this program via live broadcast, recommend that they visit this same website every Thursday at 8 p.m. Mountain Time to watch this show through live streaming video. Simply follow the links to the live streaming video page. If you are watching live tonight, we invite you to call us as we open our phone lines. The number is 801-973-TV20. That's 801-973-8820. Now, back to Polygamy, What Love Is This? with our host, Doris Hansen. Welcome back to our show, Polygamy, What Love Is This? I am Doris Hansen, your host, and we have our guest tonight, Rebecca Kimball. A former polygamist uh, from the All Red Polygamy Group, and also Rebecca or uh, Kristen Decker. I'm sorry, <laughs> she's from the All Red Polygamy Group, and she's the author of the book um, "50 Years in Polygamy: Big Secrets and Little White Lies." Uh, we're discussing the uh, possibility, uh, the court uh, case where um, the Brown family is seeking to decriminalize the life of polygamy, and we're discussing various issues about that. Our phone lines are open. We'd love to 
to hear from you. 801-973-TV20 is our telephone number. So give us a call if you have questions or comments and be sure and stay on topic of, to at least in respect for our guests to stay on topic. There are, the phone lines are full, by the way, but we don't have any calls ready to come in. So I, let's uh, talk another issue that is very important in the issue of polygamy, and that is the family issue. How are children affected with polygamy, being raised in polygamy? Uh, and let's talk about some of the concerns that we have children being born and raised in polygamy. What, what happens to them in a, in a polygamy environment? When I was a child, most of us had to go to work doing anything we possibly could. When I was nine years old, I babysit up to midnight every night, school nights included, and gave my money to the family because we had to support ourselves. Mm -hmm. We not only had to support ourselves, but we had to pay our tithing and do free work for whoever was the priesthood head, mm -hmm. which is interesting because all of these groups have a different priesthood head and all of them, that's the only mouthpiece on earth from God. That's right. But that doesn't seem to hinder them from passing their daughters back and forth between them all, which no. I find amazing. What well, would be your I was thinking the about children. the thing that was probably that I would complain about the most is children raising children. That there's the, sometimes the families are so huge, and I know that happens outside of polygamy. Mm -hmm. My husband's family, his mother had 12, mm -hmm. and he was raising the little brothers and sisters too. Mm -hmm. So I know that that happens, but in studies, we were just talking about resiliency and what makes people resilient and children resilient and grow up to be strong people and have a really strong self-esteem and status, and the resiliency is co completely the opposite of huge families and multiple wives and one dad, and mm -hmm. it, it doesn't match at there's all. Not, there's not really <laughs> very good parenting, and and, and, and uh, I don't want to say that they aren't good parents, but they their families are so they're huge. They're so overwhelmed. They, they're fragmented mm -hmm. in their parenting, and right. the, the sons, they don't really have a good father model to model for them masculinity for when they grow up, so they... Mm -hmm they're victimized the very fact that they do what their father did and, mm -hmm. and so they well, they're, they're expected to, to be a man to they grow up almost in fatherless homes the mm -hmm. father controls like the head of an army but he doesn't deal with them and teach them and guide them and play with them and converse with them or like in a father. Some, or in some groups, like the group I was raised in, we didn't know and couldn't know who our father was until we right. were old enough to keep a secret. Right. And so we had, a, we had a man in the home, but we didn't know he was our father. Right, and he was just sleeping kinda, with, your, yeah. with your mother. You, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a concern, too. <laughs> you didn't we, know he was your dad, but <laughs> we were there he was. You had to lie, as children. Yeah. That's because yeah. if the outside world knew the truth, they would destroy you and lead you astray. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And if we told who daddy was, it would be our fault, mm -hmm. our fault, our the children. Fault. If, if daddy went to prison or right. we were taken away and put in foster homes, it would be our fault. So we had the responsibility of, as children to protect our father mm -hmm. from going to prison. Mm -hmm. And so we mm -hmm. had to learn how to lie to protect. Okay, girls, we've got some phone calls here. We need to answer them. We have uh, calling from Salt Lake City, Mike on line one. Hello, Mike. Yes, how are you today, Paul, mm -hmm. Doris? Very good, Mike. Thank you for calling. What's your question? 
I was listening to the lady in blue. I listened to her testimony before, and she just broke my heart. I never heard the testimony like that, and she is a very wonderful girl. And the woman in red, when she said that her husband went with, I'm a man, went with another woman and broke her heart, and he knew she knew that he loved her, he didn't love her. If he loved her, he never would have committed adultery against her. And this state and that judge, it just broke, you know, just tear me up hearing that judge had to contemplate what was evil and what was good. It's ridiculous. I mean, it's incredible. Slavery and, the poly and polygamy were surpassed at the same time because they were both oppressive to right. the people that were being victimized by it. This state... I always hear the Mormons are good people. Yes, God loves them. But the thing is, what they do, he doesn't love. And when we devillainize uh, incest, when we devillainize uh, child mm -hmm. molestation, pedophilia, adultery, and stuff like this, then people will accept it because they say, well, the guy's a good guy, you know, and, and they're good people. What they're doing is not good. And that's why people put up with it. Texas would not put up with it. Uh, Arizona's having problems right now. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is that in this state, the Attorney General has legalized polygamy. It is ridiculous, totally ridiculous. These people had to go to a state where prostitution and gambling were legal so they wouldn't be prosecuted. Uh, and it's uh, very, what is going on? It's, they weren't going to prosecute them in the first place. Well, they weren't, and, and Utah has already said they won't. And the new Attorney General coming in has also said that he will follow in Shirtlip's right. footsteps and will not prosecute uh, the polygamous. So in all, for all intents and purposes, polygamy already has legal. been decriminalized. It's legal. Right. And that's the problem. See, when these states start passing their own laws and stuff like this, instead of having federal laws to protect people that can't defend themselves, then it it, it, it supersedes the, the states. And so the states, like this state, which is a cult, cultistic state, because of the predominant religion here and the people involved, do we know if this judge is Mormon? If he is Mormon, then he can't go against the higher law. Well, we and don't. He will not we don't know that, system. and I don't. So that's know a conflict, that's... conflict of interest. Mm -hmm. So that that disqualifies him because he's prejudicial in what he's doing, and it, most of all, it goes against the law of God. And well, I don't understand why every Christian church and every minister in this country isn't up board and mad. They're really mad because that black president. Why come they're mad, not mad well, because children are being raped, molested? taken advantage of, Thank denied you, education, denied <laughs> a peaceful, happy life. It's incredible. It is These incredible. Children that are being victimized by It is incredible, Mike, and we appreciate your phone call. We do have others coming in, but we appreciate what you've said, and we would agree with most of it. Thank you for calling. God bless you. And, and I might want to mention here, so this was our viewers, maybe some of our viewers don't know, polygamy is uh, illegal in every single state of the United States. It always has been. It's never been legal anywhere. Even in the beginning, in mm -hmm. 18, early 1800s when it be began, it's also prohibited by the Utah State Constitution that polygamy is pro prohibited forever. And so there are federal laws against it. There is state constitutional law against it. Why are we debating it? As long as the tail is wagging the dog, <laughs> as long as these polygamists can force the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to be responsible for their behavior, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints is losing power. 
They're not gaining power by well, tolerating it. They, they, they're, 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 a hands, they're a hands-off, and they're being blamed for it. Actually, it did start from them. We have to go back to the well, prophet Well, that's true, but over Smith. half of their members don't know anything about it. They well, Doris, they I'd like don't. to qualify something right now that I wanted to say earlier, and that is that in talking with family members previous to this issue, I mean, the same issue, but previous a while back, quite a while back, some of them have indicated that the AUB, the All Red Group, isn't all pro-decriminalizing it. And the reason being is because they aren't pro-choice. They don't agree with, the, with Cody's case saying that we're going to maybe use this um, case, can't remember which one it was, but it was two men who wanted to sleep together and, and they wanted the rights to have the Texas case. Mm -hmm, and uh, mm -hmm. so they brought that up and they bring up equal rights and liberty and, and uh, so do the darkers that we want equal rights. Again, it goes back to that some of them say, you know, we're, this is our religion. We're not going to put it with something that we don't believe, sodomy or blah, 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 or same-sex marriages. So no, we're... So they're also torn within whether mm -hmm. they want to qualify it or not because they don't That's want to. That takes on a new category. They don't want to put it? themselves in that category, yeah. and yet there's many others who are willing to say that we believe in free choice, and everybody can do what they want so that we can have what we want when they don't even believe and truly believe in that free mm -hmm. choice because. Wow they would go to hell if they, I mean, they, yeah. they will say, I believe in you have a choice, but if you have a same-sex relationship, we know darn well you're going to hell because it says you are. Yeah. So, <laughs> but, it, but if it benefits us to get this law passed, which it is right now, that was obvious in court, then mm -hmm. we'll say what yeah, we need. we'll say what we need to well, say. We're talking exactly. to lie to okay. the outside world. Let's take so, Angelique so from yeah. Ogden. Okay, line three, Angelique? Yes. Yes, you're on the air, Angelique. What's your question? Oh, hi. Um, actually, I didn't have a question. I really had a comment um, about you three lovely ladies talking about this atrocity, which we call polygamy. And I am just so proud that you are strong enough to stand up and say something about it because it's heartbreaking and it's horrible. And we agree with you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and it is a, it is a uphill battle. Um, to do what we're doing to try to educate the public and polygamists. You know, polygamists need to, to step up to the plate too and say, I want, to, I want to make my own decisions. And if they would have the courage, the girls and the children would have the courage to do that, that would help the things come along as well, if, if they would. But the fear factor, implanted fear, keeps them from doing that. Okay, well, thank you for calling. Thank you. You're welcome. Good night. Okay, we have Logan, Valerie on line two. Hello, Valerie. Yes. You're on the air. Hi, Doris. Yes, you're on the air. What's your question? Oh, yes. Um, thank you for taking my call, and I have a question for your women that are there tonight, and I would like to ask, for those of us that live in Utah that are Christians that have never been LDS or in a polygamy situation, but have a very much of a heart for women to um, get out of this situation. Is there anything that you can recommend that we can do as far as our, in the legislature? Can we, what, how can we be an advocate with feet? Um, and I'm going to hang up so that I can hear your response on the air. Thank okay, you. thank you, Valerie. Um, I, I want to give this to you. Um, 
excuse me, I did that wrong, Kristen, um, after I make a comment because of the coalition that, that and you were part of that meeting as well. Uh, but grassroots efforts are very, very important. If there was enough people that would step up and make their voice be heard, it would be powerful. But there's not enough people that either care or are aware or want to uh, be involved in something like this. What would you say? I have to say that I pers was very discouraged today when I was the only person, literally, at the time there were seven, eight, ten cameras and microphones uh, in my face in front of the building today. We had posted it. We'd asked for help. We put it in the media. And, and I know that it didn't get out as soon as it should. And that's, again, our just barely trying to compile and put things together and, and make this coalition that we know should have happened a long time ago. So, and like Dora said, it's never too late. Join the coalition, pay more attention. We're going to put post everything. Becky's going to get people online. We're just going to talk and talk and talk because he, that was another thing that was brought up today in the court was that, well, where are all these witnesses? Where are you? Where is your evidence? Where is this? Where is that? And uh, there's plenty. There, is, there are thousands mm -hmm. of us mm -hmm. who have left, many who won't dare speak publicly because right. they don't want to lose their families. And that's, again, why so many weren't there. I represent, I could stand there and know that I had, even though they weren't physically there and some came later, that I know that I had a thousand women and men behind me. Mm -hmm who backed me, but they just don't want to be there and they can't be there because they will lose extended family who are still in. And that's and, obvious. And, and not when only a, that, but work people, co-workers and, right. and family and neighbors and the Can whole help. pressure that is around. We need even LDS people to, stop, to help us stop this. That, I think, is the biggest thing right there, not just Christians. But we need LDS people to stand up and say, you know what, we tried to end this. We, we did our best. Did we maybe Joseph started, but we tried to end it with a manifesto. There was a poll taken in Canada recently where 50% of the LDS want polygamy back. I had no idea. That makes that breaks that, my I heart. I mentioned that on the show a couple of weeks that ago. Breaks my but heart. aren't most of the ones that went to Canada polygamists to start with, and that's why they went there. So I think that well, no, it was well, the LDS people that they polled, and the then fifty percent of the LDS, mainstream LDS people want polygamy back. I know that the in women Canada. That, this was in, in Canada. Canada. The women I talk to that have been my friends and coworkers and so forth share my feeling. I believe I've not had one of them say that they want it legalized, that it should be, and that it needs to go. And that's my as well. But, but also, I don't see them stand up or, or you know, sign the petitions or be there either. And so I'm not saying that that we've done this before and everybody's had the opportunity, but, but let's go from now on. Even if they say it's legal, let's keep going. Well, well people let's need to saying, stand up for it. Yeah. That's, people that's need to realize that this, if, if this isn't mm -hmm. done, we will be taking a giant step backward in mm -hmm. human rights mm -hmm. for women. That's right. And this applies mm -hmm. to all women. Mm -hmm. So please, regardless of whether you're a polygamist or not, stand up for equal rights mm -hmm. And, you know, the golden rule, treating people like you'd like to be treated. Write your congressman, complain about it. Women and, should be and that's treated a, like that's human beings. a good beings. point for Valerie. Uh, write your congressman. Write your, your local yes. senator. Write to anybody that you could write a letter to. Write to the governor. Write to the attorney general. Write to everybody. The, and write letters to the editors, you know. The, the, thing, the main thing, again, that happened in court today is that the judge refers to say, what's the difference between a man who sleeps with three women and 
and a man who marries three women and calls them wives and tries to take care of them. And that was brought up over and over and over because the laws right now protect a man who doesn't call it polygamy. He can mm -hmm. sleep with three, ten women and whatever he wants and not call it polygamy and he's okay, he's protected. And the, so the Browns are saying, well, why can't we then? Why are you going to go after us? And so we need to talk because about laws. We need to talk about the laws. They're creating responsibilities that they personally will not take care of. Those responsibilities of all those children fall back on the wives, the children, and the taxpayers. That is what's wrong. There it is, is no responsibility behavior pattern here. If two homosexuals get together, there is no other third person paying, paying the price. The judge and heard all of that, but... But those laws are still protecting those unions, those mm -hmm. private unions. And so okay. that's what I'm saying. We've we got to figure out how to make those Don changes. Don calling in Ogden. So let's take his call. Don? Hello, Don? Uh, good evening, Doris. God bless you. Thank you. Uh, I comment on the one woman that made the role reversal uh, for the woman to have the choice of many wives. Many men would think about that as far as polygamy. As, as my comment was on that, I'm going to use that in the ministry. I think it was wonderful. And then also, uh, to my knowledge, the first edition of the Doctrine and Covenants, 100 section, Joseph Smith stated that man shall have one wife and no concubines. Mm -hmm. And then mm -hmm. later it was indoctrinated around 1858 of uh, documents of what they'd found, I guess, or whatever. I mean, they'd been practicing that, but it really hadn't come into formality, I guess you could say until after Joseph Smith's death, but uh, into the 132nd section. Now, to my knowledge, it says in there that if a man espouse a wife and he wished to espouse a virgin, another wife, and with her consent, and with another wife, another virgin, I, I thought, weren't they all supposed to be virgins? And didn't Joseph Smith marry other women that were married to, before to where, if so, the man couldn't live his own commandment? Oh, he didn't. Was that for <laughs> he that did. prophet, I mean, was this insatiable lust or? Well, we could put. It's not of the Book of Mormon we, or of the Bible. We could put uh, a lot of labels on it. Uh, of course. But yes, it does mention the virgins. It does mention 10 virgins, actually. Mm. And uh, yes, Joseph Smith did marry 11 women who were already married to living with other men. And so he didn't follow his own, even his own And he married criteria. very young girls, and so did very Brigham Young. young. Yeah. And then people complain about these demigods and Warren Jeffs and everybody else marrying young girls. And yeah. it's like, and wait, just following in the they, thing, they learned steps. how to break the, the rules. And the rules started being broken all the way down. The rules were made, then they broke, then mm -hmm. they're made, then they're broke, and then they're made, and then they're broken. And I, I know that that's necessary for societies to stay. They do need, they call it progress, mm -hmm. but you know, you've, got, <laughs> you've got to figure out what's a good progression and what's not. But yeah, so, just because yeah. somebody broke the rule before you, somebody Look at the Bible. A lot of people killed people. That's not a justification. Uh, that isn't. And it doesn't mean that I don't care who did what before you. You're That's still, right. if you're an adult, you're responsible for your own behavior. And they're leaving that out. They absolutely you are. You don't have to be and responsible never for find, your behavior. They can go back the to the Bible all they want, but they'll never find Mormon polygamy in the Bible. The kind of polygamy that we were raised in will never, even though there is polygamy in the Bible, this polygamy is never modeled in the Bible, ever. Even um, in Mormonism, they use the Bible quote, I'm talking in the LDS Church, 
a man that will not provide for his own family is worse than an the infidel. Worse than an infidel. What went yeah. wrong here? <laughs> it's nuts. It, it's called freedom of choice of what to believe in the scripture. Let's. Let's. I want to before we we uh, we're getting close to the end here. One powerful objective that we have is to empower and encourage people to live polygamy, as you so very nicely said, to invite them out of polygamy. What do we do? How do we give them the... What shall we do to invite the polygamists that are watching tonight out of polygamy? Well, I, it, I think it goes back to the very... We were talking about our upbringing, that not only uh, did we were we told that, but we grew up with that exception. Women now and men in accept that that's their role in life. I was born in, just like slaves did. When they were born, they knew they were black. They knew they were going to be slaves. That was their role. Mm -hmm. That was the exception. They grew up, except their moms would say, you're just a slave. And the mothers now teach, the, our mothers, I did, my mother did, her mother did. Mm -hmm. This is your role in life. You, they accept it. That's why they're not willing to look and say, and that why I wasn't. Why I would live in that misery because that was my role in life. Oh, and by the way, it was the best because I was going to get to heaven and I'm mm -hmm. the only righteous mm -hmm. people there. So there, you get that little thrown in there that you can suffer and endure. But to invite people out is like we're doing and educate. And mm -hmm. I'm hoping that yeah, people will listen. Them. And when you have an opportunity to question and say, well, how does that work really? I mean, wait a minute here. You yeah. know, just ask little questions or opportunities to, and uh, with open arms and love because I don't want to go about it hatefully. I just think that had people known what I know now, mm -hmm. oh my word, I mm -hmm. wish I'd have known sooner. And, and, and to, to, help, um, mm -hmm. to help them understand that there really isn't, doesn't have to be fear in leaving. Uh, they, they I know have, there's embedded yeah. fear, implanted fear in all of the polygamists because it's, that begins at the cradle. But the fear in leaving is not as, as horrible as they have been told it will be. No, they're oh. told that they're going to be damned forever. <laughs> mm -hmm. And the reality is, would a just God send his sons to heaven and his daughters <laughs> to hell for the exact same behavior? Right. I don't think so. That's a good question. If he could help them realize that that was not God, that was greed. If mm -hmm. you think about it, we don't test our children like the God that we've been told God tests us. So you don't mm -hmm. throw them in a cage and lock them up and say, if you can get out of there, then you're going to make it to heaven. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good analogy. Um, we'll throw food at you. <laughs> That's right. And, you know, um, I've heard you know, a lot of women say that, that they came to believe that God loved his sons more than he loved his daughters because uh, the women were, were required to live this horrible life where the men get, you know, the man will go to a different wife each night and she, he gets a woman each night, but she has to lay in bed alone all of those nights he's with someone else, she never. She is lonely, he's never lonely. And she wondered, why did God not like us and like the, the, the brothers? Um, 
the sun's better. We have to uh, close now. We're close to the end of the show. I want to thank you, Kristen. Thank you, You're Rebecca, welcome. for coming. We could just talk like this for hours and, <laughs> and never cover the same thing twice. Yeah, we and could. we really do appreciate and thank you for, so uh, for that. And we'll keep our viewers updated on the coalition as thank well. You. you know, polygamists do give various reasons for why they live polygamy, but the primary reason is because they said that God commanded it. But in all of cultural history of polygamy, only Joseph's ever insisted that polygamy was a requirement by God, that it was essential for eternal life, and that by living it you could become a God, and that a person would go right straight to hell if they didn't live it. Um, they present polygamy as a religious right, yet they refuse their female members the rights that they insist on having for themselves. Polygamy can never uh, be a practice that's based uh, uh, never understanding what polygamy is because it's not based on a, a personal, ex exclusive, precious love between one man and one woman as God originally intended marriage to be. God loves women and men equally. He always has. He doesn't show favoritism. He's never ordained the women to suffer the pain of polygamy like we see in the plural marriage. And to claim that it's required to gain eternal life is neglecting what Jesus Christ did on the cross to pay for our sins because it's through Him we have eternal life. Hebrews tells us that Jesus is the source of eternal salvation and uh, it isn't polygamy that is the source of eternal salvation. Eternal life is a gift from God and it's motivated by His love. His love that He wants us, every single one of us to know. That's why we name polygamy. What love is this? Because God's love does not require polygamy. Uh, nothing is required to, to respond to God's free gift of eternal life except to receive it through the love He gives us. The love that God has for you should be reflected in the love that the husband has for his wife. To love her and if necessary give himself for her just like Jesus did for us. Good night. This has been the audio podcast edition of Polygamy What Love Is This? This program is a production of A Shield and Refuge Ministry and Main Street Church of Brigham City. You can view current and past video episodes as well as download audio episodes of this program at whatloveisthis.tv. If you or someone you know is in need of assistance in leaving a polygamous situation, please contact us. We are here to help. All of our contact information can be found at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 877-425-9993. If you have any questions or comments about this or any of our other programs, we'd love to hear from you. Write us at email at whatloveisthis.tv. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again.